Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. I want to invite you to the book of Luke. The book of Luke. Chapter 15. This is a parable we're all familiar with. We've heard it a thousand times. We've talked about it a lot over the years. We've we've even heard it in Sunday school lessons. But this week as I began to study on this and just pray over it, I thought immediately... The first question, I asked myself two separate questions. And I wrote them down because they're, they're just really phenomenal. What kind of shepherd leaves the flock to find one sheep? Who does that? Who says, I've got to go find that one? It's, it's, it's precious. It's special to me. Before it was formed in its mother's womb, I knew it. I predestined it. I chose it. It was for me. It was made specifically for me. Who says that? Jesus does. Jesus paints us that picture very clearly. Maybe this morning you are uh, lost in a spiritual wilderness. Maybe you have been uh, wandering for way too long. Maybe you're, you're muddy from life's mess. Maybe, maybe you've been through so much you don't even know where to turn to anymore, but you keep trying and trying and trying. Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 4, simply says this, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, doeth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents, more than over ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance. As I read this, I began to think, and, and I heard this song, and some of you have probably heard it, and I'm going to read the, the, the lyrics to you here in just a moment. But it's called The Reckless Love of God. The Reckless Love of God. And I began to think, the first time I heard that song, Miss Lori, I thought, that is the silly and the most stupidest thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. God's love is not reckless. Because I only heard just a portion of that song. But if we think about it, it's amazing love. It's not just amazing, but it is reckless if you think about it because He left everything. He said, I tell you what, you're never going to be able to get it right. You're never going to be able to get it perfect. So I, I'm going to send you my Son, my one and only Son, to die on that cross just for you because you will never be able to make it work without that sacrifice. That song simply says, before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life into me. 
You have been so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. It fights till I'm found. It leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you gave yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Then after I went back and listened to that song, and I mean I actually listened to it, I immediately thought of the woman at the well. Jesus goes to her and she says, what? Why are you even talking to me? Who am I that you would even talk to me? Then I thought about the woman called in adultery. As she simply said, they're going to kill me. And Jesus looks at him and says, ye without sin, cast the first stone. If you can cast the first stone, if you have no sin, cast it. And Jesus turns to her and says, woman, where are thy accusers? And what does she say? There are none. Jesus broke all of the traditional, listen to this, all the traditional religious rules to get to just the one. Have you ever noticed that? His ministry always focused on one. And one, one day this week, I, I, don't, I can't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday, but it slapped me in the back of the head. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Oh, what can wash and make me white as snow? Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Think about that for a moment, that, that we know that He loved us so much that no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, that He loved us enough that He was willing to send His own Son to die on a cross just for us. We were not by no means born without sin. I want to explain something to you very clearly. And I don't know if we really comprehend it sometimes, but there comes a point in our life where we reach an age of accountability. Amen? And there comes a point in our life where we're not innocent anymore. I looked at these kids this morning as they sat there clinging to that message. And you know what I immediately thought of, Waylon? Man, God loves us so much that He said, if you'll just, just take and be like the children, have the faith of a child. You know what's wrong with adults? We grew up way too fast. Hang out with me for about five minutes and you'll be like, you need to grow up. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a difference, difference in our lifestyles than what we've ever seen before because a child understands the reckless love of God. They just don't understand how it's reckless. Because He loved them so much. He loved you so much. He loved me so much that if we would have been the only person on the face of the earth, He would still send His Son to die on that cross. You know why? Because we could never get it right. Born of a virgin. 
killed by a bunch of religious rhetoric that says you can't hang out with, with the sinners. You can't heal the sick. You can't, you can't do these things. You're messing everything up. He, he surely is blasphemed at some point. Who gave you power and authority to, to forgive the sins of man? Who do you think you are? We've got to kill him. We've got to get him out of here. And they did. <laughs> but the grave couldn't hold him. Death had no victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? He loved us enough that, that He said, you know what? I'm going to go back to my Father's house now, but for you, I'm going to prepare, prepare a place. And in that place, there are many rooms. Amen? He said, I'm not only going to go, but Brian, He said He's coming back. He said, just wait a minute. If you'll just hang tight. If you'll just, you just hold fast to the faith, I'm coming back. Well, Tom, how's that reckless? You know, I looked at the word reckless this week. And I simply couldn't wrap my mind around that one word. Such a simple word, amen? A very simple word. And as I wrap my mind around that, I looked at this picture. And I sat in my chair yesterday and I wept as I've looked at this picture. I've seen this picture a thousand times. I'm sure you have. And I looked at this picture and I thought, man, that was me. Lost, filthy, disgusting, wretched, nasty, unworthy, undeserving of His love and grace. But yet, He left the 99 to find me. You know, I hear people say all the time, I found Jesus. No, you did not. He found you. You was lost. He was never lost. Amen? We listen to that song, Amazing Grace. Think about that song for one minute. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. Who found you? Because I promise you this, your navigational beacon and your immortal mind without the gospel of Jesus Christ would never, ever navigate you without seed being planted in your life to the cross. The world would try its best to navigate even... Even now in your, your life, you may be standing under the sound of my voice this morning and you say, Tom, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm going to ask you this question. How do we even believe that for one second that conviction can be so easily ignored? Think about that for just a moment. How can you ignore the conviction of God? You cannot. Amen? You know why it's there? Because it is called repentance. It's called to draw us back closer to the Father. I've seen people who have, and I've done it, I'll be honest with you, I've seen people who, who reach for goals and dreams and they do their best week after week. 
I sat on my front porch with a young man who said the same thing. Week after week, Tom, I, I try my best to do better. I try my best to be better. I do my best. I try, I try, I try. And I began to share the gospel with him. And I said, I called him by his name. I said, man, it is so simple that right now you can accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He looked me in the windows of my soul. My heart broke immediately because the next words out of his mouth, Matt, was, I'm not ready yet. I've got things I want to do first. I didn't sleep that night. When the love of the Father is so quick, so reckless to come after us. Just the one. He leaves the 99. Can I explain something to y'all? And I want you to catch this picture. I guarantee you we could go anywhere in West Tennessee right now that has a herd of sheep or cattle having, let's just say, five, 600. We cut the fences out. They all get in the middle of the road. That farmer will not leave them cow or sheep in the middle of the road unless they live right up the road. Think about that for a minute. Long enough to go get a four-wheeler, a horse, something to herd them back together to get them back in the fence. And if one wanders off, he says, I can't go after that one because if I leave these, if I leave this 99 and to go after that one, they're all going to scatter. Jesus said, you know what? I've got to go after the one. This 99 will be here when I get back. Just the one. We have focused so many times, and, and, and I'm guilty of it myself, so many times in our walks, we have focused as pastors on numbers. Amen, church? Pastors have put too much emphasis on numbers and not enough emphasis on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look, I love to get up here every Sunday morning and see a church full of people. Amen. But those mornings when I get up and I look around and I see those that ain't here, my heart gets heavy because I know something ain't right. Amen. <coughs> it's about the one. It's not about the crowd. It's not about the huge outcome. It's about the one. <laughs> you know, I often think that Jesus even says, you know, I know there's some things in your life that are not right right now, but I'm going to finish the work in you that I've already started. Because greater is He that is in you that is in the world. Amen? I'm telling you, and I want you to understand this, and a lot of people will automatically think of this in a, in a, a, a mindset of knowledge. Take your book smarts for a minute. Take your, 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 your knowledge of life as you know it. Set it to the side because I want you to get this in your spirit, not in your mind. I want you to get this in your heart, not in your mind. Because if you get it with this, it'll never make sense here. I want you to understand what I'm just tell you. If you cannot see how the love of God is reckless just for you and just for me as an individual person, we're looking at it the wrong way. He gave up everything for us. For us. Who loves somebody so much? 
Man, I love you. Guys, I love each and every one of y'all. I want you to understand this. Waylon, I love you, brother. I love everybody here, but I am not willing to send my son to die on a cross for your sins. I will not ever be willing to do that. But God said, I love you so much that I'm going to send you my only son. And he's going to die on the cross. And no matter what, I'm still going to love you. No matter how much you mess up, no matter how many times you, you miss it, no matter how many times you wander away, no matter how many times you simply just fall, I'm going to help you up because I love you. And you're the one that is truly the apple of His eye. I want you to think about it this way. Every morning when you get up, He put air into your body. Every morning when you give up, get up. He is the one that blesses you. Check this. To have another day. No matter the circumstances around you, no matter what's going on in your life. This morning I sat down and I wrote this. The Word tells us that you are called according to His purpose. Not mine, not no one else around you. You are called according to His purpose. What He has done in you and through you in the latter days shall multiply in the days yet to come. You know why? Because He loved you so much that no matter what else has happened in your life, that He chased after you, not everybody else, after you. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. It fights till I'm found. Leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. Check this out. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Isn't it unique that no matter how far we wander in life's way, He always seems a way to find and bring us back. Isn't it unique that no matter how far life takes us, no matter how far we get away from the cross, no matter how far we get away from our purpose, He always finds us and draws us back. Isn't it unique that, that... And I want you to think of this for a moment. This morning, I, I never thought of it this way until this morning. I got up and I looked out and it looked gloomy. Amen? Y'all know that winter gloom's coming. Amen? I hate cold weather. I would rather be hot and sweaty... I would rather be sweating than I had be cold. And I know some of y'all, like just Miss Christy and Bud, for example, y'all can't handle that. Y'all can't do that. And I understand that. But for me, the winter says it is miserably cold. There's nothing you can do to get warm. I go to bed at night and it'll be nice and toasty in the bedroom and I'll cover up. Then I turn on two fans. And I still can't get warm. I don't know why. I've never understood it. 
Dale, that's that thing about taking your, your mind and setting it aside for a minute. Dale said, no, Tom, that's common sense. <laughs> but I want you to understand what I'm telling you. I can, I can do all the things I know to do to get warm. But unless I take some parts of that out, it doesn't work. This morning and you're standing here and I, I don't know your heart. I don't know, I don't know your, your walk. I don't know where life has brought you. I don't know what God's doing in your heart right now. But I can tell you this. If you do not know Him as your personal Lord and Savior, do not walk out these doors without making it right today. I don't know what life's brought you. I don't know what journey you've been on. But I'm going to tell you this. You're not in it alone. Amen? Because He loved you enough that He chased just after you. Amen? He loved you enough that He gave it all for you and for me. If we'd have been just the only ones on the face of the earth, He would have done it just for us. Amen? Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.